Hello, this is Philip Schoenfeld, Editor-in-Chief of Evidence-Based GI, discussing a new summary written by our social media associate editor, Joseph Sleeman from the University of Pittsburgh School of Medicine, as well as by myself, which is entitled High Adenoma Detection Rate Decreases Post-Colonoscopy Colorectal Cancer in a FIT-Based Screening Program. Quality Matters. Now, this is a summary of a recent study published in uh, the September Annals of Internal Medicine from the Dutch Colorectal Cancer Screening Program. That study was entitled Adenoma Detection Rate and Risk for Interval Post-Colonoscopy Colorectal Cancer in Fecal Immunochemical Test-Based Screening. So we've had multiple podcasts that dealt with different aspects of adenoma detection rates, but let me welcome my colleague, uh, Dr. Sleeman. And Joe, why don't you tell us a little bit about why this topic is important and why it's important uh, for this particular study done in a FIT-based screening program. Thank you so much, Dr. Schoenfeld, for having me. I do believe that the more we talk about adenoma detection rate, the more we can make sure people use it because it is such a good measurement tool to have effective colonoscopies. And this is one of those studies that, it again, adds evidence to, to, to this notion. We've known for quite a while now that adenoma detection rate is essential as a quality indicator for endoscopists performing colonoscopy to prevent colorectal cancer and specifically post-colonoscopy colorectal cancer. What we did not have enough information on was how good ADR would be for those who have already done the first screening that is fecal immunochemical testing or FIT-based screening. And this study, which was done in the Netherlands, did help us with that. Sure. I mean, because we'd expect higher adenoma detection rates in patients with a positive fecal immunochemical test and as we'll discuss in a moment in the Dutch program, where individuals get a single biennial fit test, they actually used a pretty high cutoff, 47 micrograms per gram of feces as a positive fit. So those patients definitely had some blood in their stool and we'd expect yeah. that they'd have adenomas and, and thus this uh, helps us understand what kind of adenoma detection rate we should be aspiring to in this higher risk population. Correct. By comparison, what we do currently know is, you know, we practice an ADR at 25% for average risk colorectal cancer screening. And we know from a recent study that with every 1% increase in ADR, there's an associated 3% decrease in interval post-colonoscopy CRC. And this is up to ADRs of 40%. And then there is a study comparing fit positive individuals to those who have average risk colonoscopies. And that study was done in Asia, but the cutoff for the fit testing was 20 micrograms compared to this study of 47. So it's quite relevant to, to look at these studies and compare them based on the cutoffs that were chosen. 
Uh, in that study, the ADRs were actually uh, 53% for the fit positive individuals and 37.5% for the average risk meaning colonoscopy. So there's a couple of good points there that, that are worth emphasizing as, as we set the stage to discuss this study, that although the minimum threshold APR is 25%, as you noted, we've had data published recently that shows that up to achieving ADRs of 40%, that each 1% increase in ADR is associated with a 3% decrease in the risk for interval post-colonoscopy colorectal cancer. And that in that Asian study, they found an adenoma detection rate of 37% in their average risk screening colonoscopy population and an ADR of 53% when they scoped the fit positive patients, although their threshold for a positive fit test is similar to the one we use in the US, which is mm -hmm. a microgram cutoff. So that gives us an idea if you're, if you're scoping fit positive patients, you should be aspiring to an ADR probably closer than 50%. And also, again, reinforces the idea that even if the minimum threshold is 25%, we should be aspiring to ADRs of around 40% in the average risk screening population. Let's talk a little bit about the actual study done by the Dutch. So can you tell me a little bit about how the investigators here were looking at whether or not higher adenoma detection rates were associated with lower interval post-colonoscopy colon cancer in their uh, FIT-based screening population? Certainly. So uh, the study design essentially was a population-based cohort study. The Dutch CRC screening program is the name. This started in 2014, and they were offering patients single FIT screening biannually. Uh, those patients were aged 55 to 75, and with exception of the few of, that had the screening in the first six months of 2014, after that, the FIT positive was defined as more than 47 micrograms. So there's just a few patients who had a lower threshold for what is FIT positive. And then the patients who were enrolled uh, in this study were all FIT positive participants who have underwent their first colonoscopy in the period between 2014 and 2016 and did not have a colorectal cancer diagnosis within the following six months. So among those, we had almost 103,900 fit positive patients and complete colonoscopy stasecum with adequate bowel preparations were performed by 311 endoscopists. Uh, the, patient, the endoscopists who were included in the analysis had to have performed at least 100 colonoscopies for their ADRs to be calculated during this study period. Overall, we had 60% male patients and a mean age of 67. So going oh. into closure, um, talking about the ADR of each endoscopist who performed at least 100 colonoscopies, uh, the, all of those were recorded. We had other quality markers that were also recorded, such as sequel intubation rate, and adequate bowel prep according to the Boston Bowel Preparation Score and withdrawal time, polyprosection rate uh, as well were recorded. And I think that's worth reemphasizing that 
in the Dutch CRC screening program, endoscopists get have to be accredited and get audited annually for those other quality indicators that they have to demonstrate that they're that they have a sequel innovation rate of greater than 95%, that they have an adequate bowel prep based on the Boston bowel prep score in at least 90% of their cases, that their mm -hmm. withdrawal time is six minutes or greater in at least 90% of their cases, and that their adenoma detection rate is at least 30%. Um, and I think that just deserves reemphasis. You know, if, if we're not measuring, these different quality indicators, then it's very difficult to improve upon them. But uh, so why don't you tell us a little bit about what the outcome was and what the results were? Certainly. So there, the primary outcome of the study was the time to interval post-colonoscopy uh, cancer. Uh, and so what interval stands for is any colon, colon cancer that develops at least six months after the completed colonoscopy and before the scheduled surveillance colonoscopy. Colon cancer that develops after the scheduled surveillance colonoscopy would thereafter be a non-interval or other post-colonoscopy CRC, and that was not included in the primary analysis. And then uh, we had colonoscopy surveillance intervals used in the Dutch program, they differ those used in the US. So that is something that we have to emphasize here because the way they defined surveillance interval was based on an adenoma score. And for example, it equates to 10, in, 10 year intervals if you had zero to one small adenomas, five year intervals if you had a single advanced adenoma or multiple small adenomas, and three year intervals for multiple advanced and non-advanced adenomas, including right-sided lesions. The study patients were followed up until January 1st, 2020. And as you recall, because they were enrolled between 2014 and 2016, you would expect the maximum follow-up period to be at le less than six years, essentially. So, so what did they actually show as far as what the adenoma detection rates were for the endoscopists in this high-risk population? and how that related to the risk of interval post-colonoscopy colon cancer. Yeah, so with a median follow-up of 52 months and with 209 interval post-colonoscopy colorectal cancers detected, you can see that you had a low occurrence of colorectal cancer that was post-colonoscopy, uh, but then when you look into the median ABR, endoscopist, that was 67%. The range was between 40 and 82%, which was quite remarkable. And remember, we had the accredited endoscopist with at least 30% of ADR benchmarks. We found an unadjusted hazard ratio for the ADR with interval post-colonoscopy CRC at 0.95 per 1% increase in ADR. And that was within a confidence interval between 0.93 and 0.97. The multivariate Cox model also demonstrated a 5% decrease in interval post-colonoscopy colorectal cancers for every 1% increase in ADR. I was just going to say, and that's really the key take-home point here, that whether we look at the unadjusted hazard ratio 
or the multivariate Cox model they used, every 1% increase in ADR was associated with a 5% decrease in the risk for that interval post-colonoscopy colon cancer. And that's even in the context of having these incredibly high ADRs mm-hmm. in this high-risk population of patients who you know, had a fair amount of blood in their stool based on the fecal immunochemical test. And they do point out that this uh, uh, relationship between the ADR and post-colonoscopy CRC is linear, which means that even if you are at a high ADR, let's say 50%, increasing that further will definitely improve. They did not see a plateauing of the effect of ADR, and that is important also to know. Well, clearly, these were very good endoscopists, and as the summary is entitled, you know, quality matters. And they reported how the vast, vast majority of these endoscopists were meeting the quality indicators for sequel intubation rate and for adequate bowel prep, uh, as well as for ADR. So, you know, having said that, let's talk a little bit about what happens in your own practice. I'll start off by saying in my own practice at the VA Medical Center in Detroit, at the bare minimum, we do measure ADR and we do report it out to all the endoscopists every six months, along with reporting out their sequel intubation rate and the rate at which they get an adequate bowel prep. And we actually stratify the ADRs and provide data based on colon polyp surveillance as the indication versus a fit positive screening colonoscopy versus an average risk screening colonoscopy. And this state is really helpful for us because actually the majority of our patients at the VA Medical Center are getting fit as their CRC screening test. They have option for either one. So we see the majority getting fit-based screening tests. I think it's so important to report this because we also provide our endoscopists with a lot of different options to help improve their ADR that, you know, if they want to use a distal attachment device like endocuff, they can do that to distend the folds. They can take a second. We teach them that they should be taking a second look in the right side of the colon, which has been shown to increase ADR. And right now we'll be instituting the GI Genius artificial intelligence system that helps you identify polyps in real time during colonoscopy. That's scheduled to go in later on in 2023. So um, how about at University of Pittsburgh? I I think we talked about the fact that the Pittsburgh VA, a lot of patients get fit-based screening. Correct. At the University Hospital, they report out ADRs. Correct. And I would say that is a very similar practice at UPMC to what you have um, at your center, where there is a large fit-based screening. It it really depends on when was the first point of contact of the patient, whether it was a primary care doctor or a gastroenterologist, um, and whether they had a family member who had cancer or not. But uh, otherwise, I would say that uh, we have annual ADR reporting at UPMC. Uh, at the VA, uh, we are trying to develop a tool that is usual that is developed nationally for ADR, and there is a time to switch 
deprivation recording and hopefully with um, these adaptations we'll be able to have a more a great way to pull ADRs but it's not as practiced yet at the VA as compared to UP. Well that's something that that hopefully will change soon because really ADR is an ideal quality improvement measure. We know it's associated with the risk for post-colonoscopy colon cancer. It may be a little bit of a hassle to measure it, but you can measure it. There's a clear definition for it. And as we discussed previously, ADRs vary widely. When we look at some of the previous research from colonoscopy or RCTs, we see ADRs ranging from 8% all the way up to 62% in other colonoscopy RCT trials. And we also have a lot of data about different ways to improve ADRs so that it is a uh, quality indicator that where we can intervene and hopefully improve ADR. So having said that, you know, any thoughts on what kind of future research we might see, Joe? Certainly. I believe that in the future, we will have to update our kind of position on how to, what cutoffs of ADR should be used in screening, what would be aspirational versus what should be a benchmark. So I expect some changes in the guidelines to come, uh, especially in respect to patients who are fit positives. Um, so I think more studies on the impact of ADR on the, and as well as other markers of quality of screening colonoscopy should be the focus uh, in the near future for the for research. Yeah, I, I certainly think that future guidelines are going to raise the minimum threshold ADR, both in average risk screening colonoscopy and in fit positive patients, as well as doing more research about how to ensure that endoscopists are recording and reporting their ADRs, because we really don't have a good idea across the U.S. of how many endoscopists record and report their ADRs, despite all the publicity around this. Well, Joe, thanks so much for joining me to discuss this study today, and we'll be talking to you soon. Thank you so much. I had a great time. 